0: Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. I'm Tyler, and as always, my co-host Nick
1: Mano. Welcome to my cantina. <laughs> 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 We're gonna make some deals, and then I'm gonna double cross you. Are you in? <laughs> this is he the does way. that so well.
0: <laughs> Carl Weathers does it so well. He's just like, man, no.
1: <laughs> we always like when we do these uh movies or these uh, shows where like somebody thinks they're at a different movie or show than everybody else, and I'm pretty sure Carl Weathers is that guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like him in this. So I do I mean, like although, him. Although yeah. Although uh, we're it's only Apollo doing Apollo Creed. I mean, how could you not like Apollo Creed? That's true. How could you not? I mean, we're only doing the uh first three episodes of the of Mandalorian, and uh I think he's gonna show up this season. He he's gotta. I mean he, he's Carl Weathers. I'm gonna I'm gonna break
1: some news. Tyler, he is directing the next episode, and I guarantee he'll be in it because he wouldn't want to direct an episode that he wasn't in.
0: Wow, that's that's pretty good. Two I like things that I know about Carl Weathers: it. right,
1: he's arrogant, and he doesn't want you to throw the towel in, even if he's going to die from the Russian.
0: I just mainly know him from uh, Arrested Development. Is yeah, like, right? you no, know, <laughs> right. you can go to Burger King and you can get a large <laughs> drink and refill it for free. <laughs> it's Genius. <laughs> <laughs> he's great in that. I love him in that. Is Carl Weathers. So uh...
1: (laughs) we've revisited now. We did a couple episodes on The Boys. We closed out an entire season for the first time ever on Talking Flick. We got a lot of good feedback, so shouts there. And now, because you are so Star Wars hungry, you want to wash out the taste of the crappy movies from your mouth. We are now doing the Mandalorian season two. We did not do any episodes on season one. I don't remember what we do on talking.
0: I don't remember. I, I'm pretty sure we didn't do any episodes on season one. I'm sure we talked about recommendation and sure God knows, you know, what episodes probably the, uh, the star Wars month episodes that we did. It's always there during recommendations, but here's the yes. thing, man. I didn't know you could just take your helmet off this whole time. Every <laughs> that's
1: cool. That's the thing. I thought like, you know, I had to keep it on, you know, not just for my safety, but everybody else's.
0: Yeah. And you know what? You think he would have uh, jumped on that. It was just like, that seems like a really easy thing. That seems like a much better religion for Mandalorians. Right? Like you can take the helmet off. Like
1: <laughs> I mean, do you want to be in the uh, the Death Watch or do you want to be in Keith Raniere's sex cult? I don't know. It's <laughs> close, right? It's borderline. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of it's a lot of variable levels in between I guess
0: <laughs> that's so true you can't eat out in public you can't do anything you know what if you have to sneeze we so have to blow your nose you just have to let that sit there you it's have a lot to, like, like wearing a lot mask. on
1: long walks uh, like in the the suburbs of Albany with Mandalores. is that what you have to do and like
0: talk about life I always wonder too like that thing it must he must sweat or whoever the stunt devils in there like he must just sweat in that suit just it's non-stop. a good question right like, can I
1: ask the question uh how much of that is actually Pedro Pascal. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess I've heard, I've heard that it's actually like a good amount of is him, but yeah. I'm assuming all the action scenes are all gonna be someone else. But you know, there's only there's only so much you can do when your entire body is completely covered, you know, but he does a good job. I like him in this.
1: You know me. If this is me, right, because I'm I'm the talent, I would literally just voice it in from my man cave at my house and just make somebody else put that thing on.
0: <laughs> well, last season, uh was it? He took the he took the mask off finally last season in front of he the did. droid. Yeah, and because the droid knew a loop. He's like, I'm not a living person, so you can take the mask off. It's cool. Or you can take the helmet off. But I mean, yeah, we'll see if we see it again uh, this season, if he actually takes it off or if he joins the other cult and he realizes, you know what? There's really nothing stopping me from taking this helmet off. I mean, the culture is pretty much dead. And so (laughs) I want to
1: see his face more. And by the way, spoiler here, I know we're going to get into the specifics here, but I was somewhat ready to poo poo the first couple episodes and uh, maybe throw a little cold water on Mandalorian a bit. I know I did mention it in previous pods on the on the recommendation side. I do like the show, but I was it was turning into Star Trek a little bit for me, where it's like okay, it's the Razor Crest and we're hopping planet to planet, like we're getting away from the bounty stuff because you got Baby Yoda, which is a great you know uh, cultural phenomenon. But I, I was poo pooing it a bit, and then maybe the best episode I've seen possibly the entire time. This episode three, season two, is fantastic. It's really really good. It kind of kind of got me hooked back in a little bit
0: yeah no definitely here like uh, i had a couple pet peeves with these uh past couple episodes but it's been pretty decent so far at least you know it's definitely reeled me back into that star wars lore that star wars universe and i think it's a lot more entertaining than what we got you know with this past trilogy with you know jj oh with the minus of probably the force Awakens, with that entire trilogy you know and same thing that we talked about before where it's just uh, it seems like a lot of fans really like this season or really like just the mandalorian in general and it's the first star wars tv series non-animated, of course, that you can kind of have out there. So um, I'm curious what else are going to kind of go with it as always, we'll shop a little bit of movie news. Uh, so the main thing of course is the Snyder cut that what? apparently more news. Was... Yeah.
1: <laughs> Another, uh, tweet where he just released a random picture of him holding a bomb or something. And then there's like a thousand screen rant articles written about it. No, I don't believe it. So
0: I don't know. Cause I, we were talking about it off pod. What and do people I don't on know. screen
1: rant write about when they don't write about the Snyder cut?
0: Uh, fan art. That's it. Uh, that's that's right, that's, right, it's art, either yeah, fan yeah, art right, or uh, the Snyder <laughs> cut. That's it. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's getting a slightly, bit obnoxious i know this annoys you more than me because i am looking forward to it to a certain extent but i do like what was the deal about the joker they're going to change his look that was one thing
0: yeah because you know everybody definitely hated the look you know when he first came out with all the tattoos so but yeah i
1: I was taken aback by it but you know what i said right from the get-go it was a different take when they released that first picture of him with the teeth and stuff and the tattoos. So at least it was uh, separating itself from Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger's Joker. So, you know, to that extent, I appreciated it, but obviously we didn't get a lot of it, so.
0: Yeah, and we didn't. And there's, and even like Jared Leto's kind of gone and say too, there was a lot of stuff left on the cutting room floor. And I don't know what it is with Warner Brothers and, you know, these directors, because Snyder apparently has like 20, 30 hours worth of footage that, you know, he can just make a five-part series out of or four-part, however many episodes... Well, I is- meant-
1: I I mentioned this because I mentioned Screen Rant because of this particular point, because there was a good article on Screen Rant. I can't remember how long ago, a week ago or something that was basically saying, look, if Schneider has to do this much and spend this much money in reshoots, and he's going to break down this many episodes and he's going to redo the Joker and he's going to put a bunch of dark side and stuff in like because of that, like how much actually was done? Um, You know, the Twitter world and the Schneider world were just like, you know, paraded and fireworks went off like it's real. It's real. It exists. I've seen it. Like, did it really exist? That's That's an excellent question.
0: Yeah, because I mean, it's still right now it's HBO Max. They're giving him over $70 million to actually finish this. Credit to so, them. Yeah, so credit to them to actually do it. But I think it's going to balloon past that $70 million mark because that's just how Snyder does it, you know, at least with DC, you know, at least with superhero movies. So, but yeah, because he's talking if about- If
1: Zack Snyder directed Up in the Air, one of my favorite podcasts we ever did that nobody listened to, it would cost $400 million. <laughs> <laughs> Same movie, just four hundred million dollars.
0: He would actually have everyone up in the air. They would actually try to do something.
1: Air collision is how it ends, right? You think that original ending's heartbreaking?
0: <laughs> yeah, he had a whole other thing going on. And so yeah, it, it really is hard to see like what was actually left because you know, Jared Loaded's coming in and I never heard about him like ever being in the Snyder Cut, like at all until he got the seventy million to actually make this. So he's kind of that new addition and they're gonna change his look a little bit and I think one of the other things. This is a question,
1: though. I think it's important. The question is basically. Is it up? Is it Zack Snyder's responsibility to fix everything that people didn't like about the DCEU? I don't think so. He's taking it upon himself and maybe incorrectly so. He doesn't have to fix the Joker. That's fucking, um, what's his name? Uh, David Ayer. David Ayer's problem, right? So let him fix that. You know, don't worry about that. But I, I he, you know, yeah, okay, we're going to get five, six episodes of this thing. So maybe he needs some filler anyway. But I don't think it's his responsibility to fix all the problems of DCEU.
0: No, I don't think so either. Although I feel like a lot of the problems kind of came from his movies. But, but, uh. Oh, no. <laughs> some some of them. Some of them. So, Shots fired. Yeah. I know. right? Again on Snyder. So, so um, every time I all, see
1: a positive Snyder tweet and I scroll down, I always see Tyler from Talking Flick making a negative tweet. Yeah,
0: I can't let him have a win. Not this time. <laughs> so <laughs> also too, because uh you also had where he was talking about uh Carla Jino. I think I'm saying that right from uh Yeah, Hill from House Sin City, right? And, I love yes, her. And, She's a beautiful actress. What else was it that he did? Oh, Watchmen. She was also in Watchmen. She's fantastic, and, um, yeah. Yeah, where you know, as her as like kind of an older catwoman, I think you're saying too, That he wanted to kind of do a sort of Dark Knight Returns, or there's some, some rumors sort of to this. I, I don't know
1: how substantiated they are, but there was the rumor of like if if Zack Snyder's Justice League takes off and is very successful or deemed successful, whatever that means for HBO Max, would he continue it on? Because remember, initially it was supposed to be two parts, right? Justice League Part One and Justice League Part Two. They got really ambitious with that, and then there was something somebody had quoted Snyder as saying that he would be very interested in doing the Dark Knight Returns storyline, which of course I like, and it's one of the better animated movies that's out there. Which would require probably an older Catwoman to, to play that part. So yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Uh, I don't want as you, you know, even though I'm rooting for Schneider and the Snyder cut to a certain extent, I think he needs to step aside from some of this stuff.
0: Yeah, he needs to like tone it down just a little bit. Just bring it down just a notch because it is. I mean, of course, now everyone knows like, OK, so it wasn't done because you need an extra 70 million, not just for, you know, the, the VFX, but also the reshoots and also trying to get like Henry Cavill back, getting Jared Leto in there. So you have new characters kind of coming in. You got to pay for Ben Affleck's
1: personal trainer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. He's got to work in overtime, too, because Ben Affleck's got to pick up that tire
1: and, you know, move it, you know, one by one, get some upper body in there.
0: Don't forget the chains. Oh no, the chains. Are yeah. Oh man, those those things get expensive too.
1: So it's like when Rocky just trained on a Russian mountain hillside, you know? It's
0: like, "Oh uh, no, Rocky, it's probably not a great idea." Yeah, probably not. And you know, the Russian with the steroids and everything, nope, yeah, right. no way he's going to beat that old school all the time catch the chicken. So Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Snyder, but you know what? I'm going to watch it. I'm going to watch the Snyder Cut and and we'll, I'll probably bag on it, but if it's good, I'll say it's good. I'll, I'll take everything so, bad back. I said, there's
1: a couple of points here, right? So the one point is you mentioned Schneider and the one key with Schneider is he spends way too much money, right? Well, COVID is on its second or third blitz here, right? It's like a Marvel phase, phase three, phase four. I'm not sure. So movie theaters are not opening anytime soon, right? Certainly probably not before the end of the year, which relates to Wonder Woman. Is it going to open in December? Is it going to go to summer? Is it going to go to HBO max? There's a lot of variability there. So Schneider for one, shouldn't be spending a lot lot of money because where are they making that money back?
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, everything's kind of in shambles, but Snyder keeps on getting more money for whatever reason to make the Snyder cut. So.
1: Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, actors may be getting cheaper because they're not getting paid as much because movies aren't coming out. And basically everybody and their mom is in the Flash movie and that is still picking up steam. So yeah, I'm looking forward to the Justice League movie, but I think I'm honestly looking more to the Flashpoint movie. I'm looking forward more to the Flashpoint movie. I think no. that one looks more interesting to me uh, and I think could open the door to a lot of stuff for D
0: DC. I completely forgot about the flash movie. I forgot that was even happening. You know, we've got even Keaton, forgot.
1: we've got Affleck, uh, we possibly have uh Gus, whatever his name is from the TV show uh coming in. Like there's a yeah. lot of stuff that's going on with that. And I think that if you are trying to clean up a messy DCEU, this is your one opportunity to kind of hit a hard reset there.
0: <laughs> We're five movies in, time to hit the reset button. Yeah, so. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's-
1: Five parts of one movie though, so technically God. 10.
0: <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot about the Flash movie and I completely forgot about Miller and that one lady that he chokeslammed. Yeah, we're to bring that up anymore. We're not here to talk about the past.
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, there is some Marvel news. Are you excited for WandaVision breaking? Uh, I think it was going to come out in December, so technically it's a slight delay. But it's coming out officially January fifteenth.
0: Yeah, actually, I would don't I don't mind that uh, Wandavision is going to be coming. It's coming earlier. It's coming around the. It's being delayed. So
1: it was a little bit back and forth, right? I think initially okay. it was coming early, and they were shooting for like a December uh, shoot off, and then it came out like a couple of days ago that it's actually going to be January fifteenth for the initial premiere.
0: Okay, yeah, I'm excited to see that. I could use some more Marvel, and I guess because that's like the one thing about this year is we have not gotten the same amount of Marvel movies that you know we normally get. The however many like we three haven't or four got in movies. Year.
1: Tyler, I saw a tenant in the movie theater it's like the only movie I've seen in months and months and months and to go through if you're a movie person like we are to go through the entire summer all the explosions all the Vin Diesel that you've missed in the summertime and now we're going to go through Christmas time all the Oscar adult dramas that you know I love and no Star Wars movie in December like this is heartbreaking it's getting well, old and I'm ready to get a vaccine and move on you
0: know well i saw the new mutants that was the last movie uh, i saw in theaters but... yeah i mean that probably
1: <laughs> you went right to hbo max after that
0: <laughs> so oh here's something Give me the i new got mutant. Constantine 2 is apparently going to happen. Well, we'll see if that happens. Keanu thinks yeah. that.
1: I haven't heard anybody you- but him that thinks that's actually the case. Let me ask you this question because you made me watch all those cartoons and I sort of got used to the other Constantine now. Uh, is Keanu Reeves your Constantine? Does he fit in with the rest of this messy DCEU?
0: Yeah, I think he can make him fit in. And also, uh, was it Peter Stor- Stormare? Uh yeah, he played like Lucifer. Stormare, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah he played Lucifer in uh, Constantine. He says that it's like, I guess it's going to happen too. Yeah, so he's on board. Um, You know, I think I've said it, before, like a couple, like a bunch of podcast episodes where I would not mind seeing any of these, you know, you need come back to any of these universes, you know, like Constantine Tune, I think I even told you off pod, like, yeah, I want to see what Jessica Alba's Invisible Woman's up to, you know, if she's, you know, know.
1: I mean, I always want to see Jessica Alba. I saw her in that weird offshoot of Bad Boys that was on CBS or whatever. That was fine. Uh, But yeah, I don't really want to see the rest of that Fantastic Four.
0: (laughs) That is the best Fantastic Four that we have on the market right now, (laughs) Nick. So uh,
1: (laughs) you (laughs) know what? I mean, the bar is low, right? It's definitely better than Josh. Trank uh, <laughs> abusing Kate Mara on the set of the other crappy Fantastic Four movie.
0: Yeah, you know what? They got the Silver Surfer, and they had that weird kind of cloud that was supposed to be Galactus. I guess so. I but-
1: still contend that the uh, secrets, the Silver Surfer uh, trailer, the Fantastic Four Part Two. I'm telling you, that was an amazing trailer. I don't know why that movie ended up being so crappy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we know why. I mean, it was it was that time of it was that time where superhero movies they were okay at best and definitely were going to be terrible. You had Ben Affleck as Daredevil for just one movie. Toby Maguire was somewhat going strong or being really tired of being Spider-Man and that was really about it. And then we just had a couple other different superhero movies that would kind of come and go and Chris Evans was not Captain America. He was every single superhero or comic book but hero He was great as Johnny
1: Storm, right? You liked his Johnny Storm.
0: Yeah, no, I was fine with his Johnny Storm, although it's been a while since I've watched those Fantastic Four movies, you know. I'm sure they have not aged as well, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I would not mind seeing, you know, them visit that. And I definitely wouldn't mind seeing Keanu Reeves come back as Constantine. I know everybody's used to, or at least what over here with you, I know you're used to the cartoon versions that I've been showing you. Um, but I would not mind seeing Keanu Reeves come back, you know. Why not? I guess
1: so. I guess so. You know what? You we talked about it uh, many, many pods ago. Where this DCEU is messy, and I complain about its messiness, and I want—I'd rather have a straight line franchise. But now that Marvel has done like the uh, the interconnected universe, the multiverses, all this other nonsense, and we're going to get flashpoint with DCEU, I'm kind of by by force. I'm going into your side of the argument, which is like, you know what? Fine, just do whatever you guys want. It's fine. Five Batmans running around. Fine. Whatever, man.
0: Yeah, might as well. And even like, there's been kind of news of uh, well, it's kind of coming and going. Something confirmed where they might do a Spider-Verse with, uh, Tobey Maguire, Andrew like Garfield, and idea, Tom Holland. Yeah. Right? So. Every time I complain
1: about these things, but I really like this idea of having <laughs> like, uh, Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland, and the guy who invented Facebook.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Andrew
1: Garfield. <laughs> I know his name.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and even with those ones, like I would, and like, what was it? I think he about a year ago where there was talks like, oh, we're going to get a Spider-Man four with Tobey Maguire. Like, you know, that's another thing. Like I would not mind seeing a Spider-Man four and what, like an older Spider-Man, you know, over older Tobey Maguire Spider-Man's been up to, but we can maybe at least get that to the Spider-Verse. Listen, if he we're lost get
1: all of his poker money and he needs Spider-Man 4. Let's make this happen, right? And I want Michael Sarah to be the bad guy.
0: Oh my God, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Who would Michael Sarah be? Uh, uh,
1: he'd be uh, Kane the Conqueror.
0: <laughs> no, he'd be that guy with all the spots. I can't remember oh, his yeah. name.
1: He's <laughs> like... <laughs> he'd be great as the rhino. Just put him in the suit, man.
0: <laughs> How dare you? Paul Giamatti is my rhino. Nick. Wow, that's all a right. rough, that was a rough
1: <laughs> ride for Paul. Paul, an amazing Career, but that's not one of the highlights. <laughs> uh, one last thing, Tyler, before we break for movie news: um, Star Lord is. I, I think I thought this would be the case anyway, but actually officially conform, uh, confirmed for Thor. What is it for? love and thunder yeah. Uh, so that makes sense right do you assume the rest of the guardians of the galaxy are going to follow there
0: yeah i think so and i think uh what was it the as guardians that they have or something? guardians of, of the galaxy, of the galaxy. galaxy yeah. yeah so i i'm fine with that you know i'm just i keep on forgetting what they're going to do with the mcu like what their next steps are because we've got what was it the eternals are supposed to be coming out well whenever that's going to happen but
1: <laughs> yeah delayed. I, delayed for sure. Black Widow delayed. Um, Doctor Strange into the multiverse delayed. So, uh, you know, we've already heard that Disney, we're talking about Disney with Mandalorian here. Disney says they are investing more money into the platform, the Disney Plus platform than they are into movies, right? So yeah, interesting. I don't know where that's going. Um, But I'm ready for Black Widow to come out on Disney Plus. Let's make that happen.
0: Yeah, for reals. I'm ready for all these just to come to Disney Plus or HBO Max, just release them. Why not? So uh, before we get into the Mandalorian, uh, we're going to take a quick break and hear from our sponsor.
1: Show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction. must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers?
0: This is the way.
1: child wherever i go he goes so i've heard
0: this is the way all right so as always spoiler warning we're just going to be covering uh season two episodes one through three but still spoiler warning for those and season one um yeah i definitely like where the season is going although like i do have a couple pet peeves one of them being it's too many side quests i think before you kind of get attached like to the main story arc of what's happening what is the main
1: story is the main story returning baby yoda is that the main through line
0: yeah i guess that's the main story that's going to be at least story a is they're going to be returning baby yoda to one of his kind or that's he's been tasked with at least with at the end of season one uh and so of course at the end of episode three when he meets was it Bo-Katana or Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan yeah yeah Bo-Katan As uh that she knows she mentions Ahsoka Tano by name because they had actually worked together which I before like. I like yeah.
1: I actually think and um I really believe that chapter 11 the heiress which is episode three of season two directed by Bryce Dallas Howard who did I think episode four which was the one where they're like at that the sanctuary place and they stay there for a little while they think about yeah. leaving the baby there for. A while and stuff. With
0: the, uh, the ATST where they're trying yeah, to figure out the A-T-S-T, Gina Carano's
1: yeah. character, Kara uh, Car- Dune, or whatever it was. Like that was a pretty cool episode. So she has directed two of my favorites. And maybe my favorite episode is The Heiress because, like you said, some of these side quests and, and the Razor Crest constantly being beat up and stuff, like some of that was getting old. It was turning into Star Trek. And this with the Ahsoka Tano stuff, like that kind of drew me back in a little bit. Yeah.
0: And I think that also brings you back into because, you know, that is his main thing that he's trying to do is get baby Yoda to stay, I guess, with Ahsoka Tano. But I I don't know. I can't remember what exactly his plans were before he, you know, found the child or baby Yoda. I think it was just survive and just make money and do yeah. bounties.
1: There's this complicated thing that I, I, I think I was having a hard time with more in season one. I'm starting to let it go now. Um, every time you show me an X Wing or the, or hint at a Jedi, I get excited and forget about the things I'm mad at. So what happens is like this idea that he is in this weird cultish sort of Mandalore thing, but he's also a bounty hunter and killing people all the time. Again, it reminds me a little bit of Rogue One, where like, like the tones get a little bit wonky
0: yeah and i can definitely see that and it's kind of one of my pet peeves at least with that tone where it's just like well why not you know you're okay i guess he's just he's the anti not even really an anti-hero because he's okay with just killing bad people but he'll help good people if he feels like it's the way that it's supposed to go or this, this is the, is way. the way yeah so <laughs> <laughs> when he but, launched
1: that one guy with the jet pack up that was pretty yeah was pretty cool oh, no, that was
0: that was pretty <laughs> <laughs> you know i actually like that because that whole entire scene i'm just like all right he's gonna kill this guy obviously he's gonna kill the jawa like he's going to but how is he going to kill the jawa i thought he was just going to shoot him so i felt I definitely bad like, yeah
1: <laughs> and <laughs> i, I like that shot it. it was good cinematography because it's kind of in the background you hear the thump and it's just like that's it man game over
0: yeah i was expecting like a shot i was expecting the thing he where he presses the button and a bunch of bombs come out and they just like yeah. kill a bunch of people he's, he's
1: gone to the well on that one a couple times. yeah
0: you know just the missile launcher whatever it is but i was not expecting that but yeah i mean with these episodes i think they're, they're fun you know and i have fun watching them and they definitely want me to they, they bring me back into the star wars world um although i do kind of get not like annoyed but it's just a pet peeve where it's like okay they keep on doing side quests side quests like stick to the main quest you know it's always and, like
1: you okay i'm gonna tell you where the jedis are if you help me kill this giant worm thing if you help me steal this ship from the empire like there's always like a caveat there and i think that yeah. does sort of wear thin after a while
0: yeah and even too like i guess with the the first two episodes there was a little bit of dialogue that I was just like ah that just didn't hit too well and i think it was was just over explanation uh, with those first two episodes. Peyton and by Reed the third directed episode,
1: episode two, John Favreau episode one and Bryce Dallas Howard episode three. That Peyton Reed episode, I, I don't really love that episode, The Passenger. That's the one with the frog lady and the eggs. I know people thought it was cute that uh, Baby Yoda was committing genocide by eating those eggs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, you know what? It and was a little bit weird, just, right? That whole episode was was odd to me.
0: Uh, actually with me, I'm kind of I'm flip on that. So the first episode I thought kind of dragged a little bit too much although I still really like it. I I just thought it dragged Timothy just Oliphant. a bit. you didn't like Timothy Elephant
1: yeah. in the uh, bubble. Uh, effect no, I actually here.
0: do like Timothy. Wait, that wasn't Josh Dumel. Like, <laughs> yeah, same guy. <laughs> yeah, same guy. Basically, why not? So, so, but um, it's just, it's just certain. I think it was just because it was the first episode in the second season, so they had, I think, an over explanation and dialogue with certain scenes, and I think it was a little too much for me. And and same thing with that. You know second what saved it in episode but,
1: one? It's the problem we had with Rise of Skywalker in some cases. The problem we had with the Last Jedi a little bit. Like when you are committed to something, when you know a plan in it and you're very familiar with it. So to go to Tatooine and see more parts of Tatooine, I think that's what I liked about it the most. Moss Pelgo and these other places like some of that was really cool. The Tusken Raiders and stuff like that keeps me going. That's the idea of the show, like little nuggets in the background of all the lore that you really care about so much. Um, is it yeah, enough to and- keep it going without great ideas? I don't know how long, but I mean, you know, X-Wing in, in episode two kept me going, too. It was cool to see the X-Wing pilots. So basically, yeah. So like, you know, episode one, it was because we care about Tatooine so much and Moss Pelgo and you get to see a little background stuff. So there's enough of that Star Wars lore. We mentioned that uh The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker did not go to the well enough with places that we really care about, like Tatooine until the very end there. Episode 2 gives you the X-Wing pilots. Even though I don't like that episode, it was cool to see the X-Wing pilots do cool shit, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think that's something too, is like the cinematography and how they're able to do the effects, like with the miniatures and everything. It looks great. Like It, it, definitely, it, it definitely looks. Tone yeah.
1: and, and the look. Again, John Favreau in the sandbox playing with the Star Wars toys. Yeah, it's not bad. It's definitely not bad. Is a great? I'm, I'm hold I'm reserved on that just yet
0: yeah I definitely like the cinematography I like the effects that they're able to do you know you get to see that really cool crate dragon you know they mentioned the dune Sea and they're talking about like just the Tuscan Raiders too it's, uh, it's a high bar now for that
1: dune movie Denny Villeneuve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you need that friggin' sandworm thing working out because that was pretty that looked pretty good
0: <laughs> yeah so i think but just same thing with the dialogue but that first episode was still really good second episode i liked the spiders looked really great i thought too i knew you um, would like the, spiders. Yeah, I I like the giant spider yeah i almost tweeted you spiders.
1: that um finally a giant spider that works out
0: <laughs> yeah what are you talking about eight-legged freaks was amazing and <laughs> So but you know, I Stephen really Stephen really... take notes. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I really like these past three episodes and it definitely feels like Star Wars. They build on the lore that's there. They introduce new stuff. And I think the one thing, even with like this third episode, even with like Frog Lady, it's just you get to see like, you know, the was it the Mon Calamari. You get to see Mon Calamari, uh, yeah. Yeah, the Mon Calamari. It's a, you say, it's a trap, Admiral Akbar. Yeah, so there we go. I was thinking of the And name, they have but... fun
1: with it too. I love the part where they say like, okay, that there's one squad of stormtroopers. But they can't hit the side of a Bantha or whatever. Like, all that stuff is really cool. And then the uh, Mon Calamari, like, there's all sorts of fish nets and stuff in the uh, Razor Crest after they fix it, you know, or quote unquote fix it. The Frog Lady thing was weird because I did not like her at first, but the, on episode two, I thought it was a little bit weird. I don't know that I always want a gimmick like that attached to the Mandalorian because he is a bounty hunter at, at, at heart, you know? Does he really need a bunch of passengers? But I did like the episode three payoff where she meets her husband again or whatever. That is pretty cute. Yeah, I
0: definitely agree with you, like, with that full frog lady thing where I don't want to keep on getting introduced to like these really weird kind of goofy characters. Yeah. By the you way, know? the
1: writer's room but- frog lady, like we didn't yeah. spend another second or two on that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, even in the subtitles, it's just like Frog Lady Frogs, you know, whatever. <laughs> you guys want to come up with a name? No, nah, we're just going to go Frog Lady. Frog Lady's good. She's got the tongue and everything. Yeah. So, of course, like in the entire episode of season two or with that episode two, it's just like Baby Yoda just nonstop eating the eggs. Like, oh my God. And, he, and even in with the I final was disturbed
1: scene. by that. I think the world is kind of split on that. Divided America was a little 50-50 on that one.
0: I thought it was hilarious. I think it was great, too. When you finish the episode, they had that whole adventure with the spiders and He's everything and dealing one. with the... Yeah, dealing with the rebel... Yeah, it's just that last one it's the final (laughs) shot and i'm just like how oh my god because i wasn't expecting it and just that final shot he's like oh my god and even in this episode it pays off because i'm just like don't eat the eggs like i see baby yoda (laughs) there you're worried right remember
1: when the egg hatches and yoda's or the little baby yoda's just sitting there you're like don't eat the live one please don't eat the live
0: one you know yeah no same here i'm just like don't do it baby yoda don't do it and so (laughs) but you know and same thing like this third episode is definitely like my favorite so far and i definitely like especially like from this last season to this one where you see that the empire is still holding on to whatever little power it has left and where you have those warlords and i like that aspect of the first season i'm glad they're doing into this season. And you even have it where, of course, his whole thing is finding other Mandalorians. And so when he finds the other Mandalorians, we meet Bo-Katan. Because Bo-Katan and even Ahsoka Tano, they have this whole history together uh, through the Clone Wars and I think yeah, even I in Rebels too. Yeah. So it's interesting to see these characters who were in the Clone Wars in the animated series, which is technically still canon. And same thing with uh, Clone so, Wars and Rebels are canon. So were you
1: satisfied with Bo-Katan's look? I mean, that's a lady from Ballastar Galactica. I think Katie Sapoff, yeah. I think is her name. She looked like I only watched a little bit of Rebels and stuff. So, but it looked pretty legit to me. She looked the part.
0: Yeah. No, she looks great in that. Like she's got the hair and everything. <laughs> and so, but, and even like with the fight scenes too, in, in that third episode, I'm really liking the fight scenes. Actually, with all three episodes, I'm really liking the fight scenes. I like how the X Wings look. Everything just Man, looks And the X Wing really stuff good. was
1: good. And, you know what? I'm sick of the Razor Crest just to, just to jump in on that. I feel like it's J.J. Abrams playing with the Enterprise a little bit too much. Much. I'm getting a little yeah. tired of that shit. But when you get the X Wings flying next to it in the clouds, man, I'm telling you, it it, it, may, it breaks your heart even more that Rise of Skywalker and The Last Jedi weren't as good as we wanted. Because when you can make it look that good, but you don't have the story yet, oh, it's so wasteful, you know? And the Mandalorian is just close enough where, like, all right, yeah, the ice thing and the and the monster, like, all right, the spider and stuff. I, I don't know that I love every choice that they're making, but you can't take your eyes off it, that's for sure. So at least John Favreau knows how to capitalize on that technology.
0: Yeah. And and I'm hoping like at least with this next episode or really to the end of the season where you just kind of stick with the main, you know, the main arc, you know, yeah. not, not too Focus many. I,
1: on I, something. I almost think, let me ask you this question. Do you think that would have been better if he was just a bounty hunter bouncing from planet to planet, uh, planet taking bounties? I'm starting to think um, like maybe that would have been the way to go.
0: No, I like, I like the inclusion of baby Yoda, not just because he's it is adorable, a cultural but phenomenon. I like, yeah,
1: <laughs> it is. I can't so, go, I, like, I went to Lowe's the other day and they had a bunch of baby Yoda sitting around. I'm like, I am like, can't even go to Yo- uh, Lowe's to get yeah, uh, saw, Epsom salt uh, and fucking, uh, uh, soil uh, without seeing Baby Yoda?
0: <laughs> I saw a mask too. I saw a Baby Yoda mask and everything. Oh, did you? So did <laughs> Yeah. All, yeah a, so no, but I, I like the inclusion of Baby Yoda just because it helps tie, you know, at least with this universe, or it'll help ties the season back into the Jedi lore. And I think that's something that was somewhat- Well, that's the other question, right? How many episodes it?
1: of this can you do without introducing the Jedi? And we finally figured it out. Apparently it's like 13 or, or 11, basically, because just the mention of Ahsoka Tano was like, oh shit, I like perked up and sat up in my chair i'm like all right now we're gonna get some fucking lightsaber action
0: (laughs) yeah and also too like with bo-katan and like ahsoka tano they worked together uh they actually helped capture uh darth maul like back in the final season of clone wars 2 which is still canon and even we didn't mention in movie
1: news but george lucas said that if he had done the uh the the, uh, movies after return of the jedi that he was going to have darth maul included in those as like maybe one of the big bads would you have agreed Um, with that
0: after what was it because i didn't like him in the
1: solo movie i thought like what's this guy showing up for it doesn't make any sense but that that was before I watched Rebels and the Clone War stuff. So
0: yeah, I I don't know how that would have worked with at least with George Lucas's plan, um, and especially like with Solo because I can never get through that movie. But it's bad. This I is bad. with uh with Rebels and the Clone Wars, he's great in there. Like he's really good in Rebels. Like just his character and everything. Like and he it's is really a, good to have he him is in a, there. And, so
1: you you mentioned this before, and you are more of an expert at this than me. This is warlords taking over whatever is left over as the Empire falls apart. Everybody's being opportunistic and just grabbing whatever territory they can. And Darth Maul ends up being pretty. powerful. Powerful
0: there? Um, typically with rebels, no. He is still kind of just separated from all of that, and it's a really interesting arc with him too. Like in the Clone Wars and into Rebels, because he's the cast aside apprentice. You know, he's like another version of Anakin Skywalker. Well, he get except, chopped
1: in half by yeah, Obi Wan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, to be so, fair, you know. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So that that's something that actually like his character struggles with, like all throughout the Clone Wars and especially in Rebels is that he, he was chopped, chopped in half by Kenobi,
1: Kenobi. Yeah. I yeah. would struggle with that for He's, the rest of my life too.
0: Yeah. I'd be pissed. <laughs> you're going to you bring know? that up
1: again that I was chopped in half and fell down a giant air shaft. Okay. Can we stop? Can we can stop going back to that?
0: <laughs> it's, it's the little things, you know, being able to poop, being able to, you know, use your penis and everything. It's, it's the little stuff. Not he having robot legs. Horns. Having yeah. robot
1: legs. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever, man.
0: You know what? Now that you, you're saying it, I'd be pretty mad too. I'd be. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> right? Sometimes you just got to say it out loud in the writer's room, right?
0: Let me ask you this question, you know Tyler.
1: You, you, you're the expert here. so I, Because I like this rumor and I wanted Rey in The Last Jedi and The for, uh, the Rise of Skywalker to be it to not be related to the Emperor, even though ultimately that's what we got and it's fine. Whatever man, I'm not going to wax poetic about that movie and franchise anymore. But I wanted her to be related to Obi-Wan Kenobi and you were telling me that Bo-Katan, what is it, her sister or something? That's the rumor that possibly Obi-Wan could have had a bloodline, right?
0: Yeah, because I think they, they showed in Clone Wars where uh and it's of course man, the man Mandalore is a way different like in the Clone Wars compared to what you think it is like at least with the Mandalorian and they can a take lot their of like, helmets off because, for one yeah exactly yeah that's one that's a very good advantage right, right there and so yeah can't breathe in a... this thing <laughs> so normally it's a bo sister she was the like uh, Sabine I forgot the word is that her name word. yeah Sabine or something she she was the leader of Mandalore and her and Obi-Wan had this whole love thing going on and that was a rumor that you know they had had a child together and that would have been you know Rey or a it would eventually have been Rey so and
1: see which, this is so prescient because I think that if they went that direction and we already know that Ewan McGregor is coming back as Obi-Wan in some kind of Disney plus Obi-Wan series it would have just made more sense I don't know why they made the choices they didn't rise to Skywalker based yeah, on what they it. had
0: yeah the whole trilogy and we could talk about it all day and we yeah. have before I go back to it. I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's
1: all these opportunities that we're now seeing come to fruition here with the Mandalorian now you're gonna have a Boba Fett off all this Mandalore stuff and now Sabine being introduced presumably because now we've seen Bo-Katan in live action, um, wasted, you know, opportunity wasted, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. And that's something too with like the Mandalorians. like they're able to grab characters from, you know, things that people like, whether it's the Clone Wars or things as far as like with the original trilogy or even, I guess, some of the prequels. And they're able to add other things in there without like, you know, spoiling it too much or without, you know, tainting it or making it confusing.
1: The pieces of the puzzle that Jon Favreau is able to put together in in a very satisfying fashion. You liked Rebels and the Clone Wars, the cartoons. You know what I liked? You know where I got to know? A lot of these Mandalores, Legos, and these Lego sets, right? They had all these other different characters that were coming out of those Star Wars cartoons. And so I was more in the Lego side of it. And to see them in live action, the suits and stuff, it's really cool. And they just do a great job with it.
0: Yeah, they definitely do. Like all the Mandalorian armor looks really great. But the
1: little like antenna that comes out of the helmet and shit, like the attention to detail is very good on this show. Yeah.
0: And one thing I'm curious about, at least with the next episode too, because they mentioned Ahsoka Tano, and I've said it before, and spoiler warning for Rebels, is that's when they kind of sort of introduced time travel because Ahsoka Tano originally dies in kind of an original time series but uh, Ezra is able to kind of use this weird sort of Jedi artifact only one time that was it and he kind of used it where he accidentally saved Ahsoka Tano and at the end of Rebels you have it where you know Ahsoka Tano still alive when technically she shouldn't Searching be. Searching for so, Ezra
1: right that's basically what she's trying to do. And yeah, Was Ezra a-, a Jedi also an apprentice yes. of some sort?
0: Yeah so Ezra was a Jedi and then he was uh, the apprentice of Canaan. And so Canaan okay. was like one of the last Padawans where his, you know, his master ended up dying, protecting him when they had Order 66 happen. And so um, I'm curious what they're going to go with that because tano has been there from the beginning. You know, she was an apprentice of Anakin Skywalker. And, you know, she knows that time travels pretty much exists in the Star Wars universe where she knows she would have died and now she's back. And so I'm curious how they're going to tie everything in and if she's actually going to take Baby Yoda because she leaves yeah, the Jedi the question, Order. Right?
1: Yeah. We, we would love to see Rosario Dawson crush this role, and I'm sure she's going to, but you said you like Baby Yoda, and my concern with Baby Yoda, I always think of things like a writer. What is the end game for that particular character? How many seasons of The Mandalorian can you do with Baby Yoda just searching for Jedis, right? If he hands her, uh, Baby Yoda over to Ahsoka Tano, and Ahsoka Tano plays no role in those movies that we saw, it's kind of weird, right? So yeah. there's a lot of questions there.
0: I know, and it is, and I don't know how it's going to end up, and I've been thinking that too, because of course, like with whole, you know, Yoda. Baby Yoda species, the Yoda species is I mean, super cute. They age, shout. yeah. Yeah, they age. <laughs> <So laughs> know the boy or make,
1: girl, we don't know. Is it directly related to Yoda? But, you know, is it going to talk at some point?
0: Yeah, I have no idea. So, yeah, we're not sure. And even like kind of with uh, Yoda, there is the female version of Yoda named Yaddle, if you didn't know that. <laughs> and awesome. uh, who that yeah. is, that is canon. And you actually do see her in uh, the prequels too. So, you know, I'm curious what is going to be the end game with, you know, baby Yoda or even just the Mandalorian too. Mando. Um,
1: Fundo, the dark saber. Do I have to care about this MacGuffin? What is the
0: big deal with this thing? Uh, it's just important to Mandalorians, and so. And am it's I allowed to be, be
1: mad that uh, Giancarlo Esposito is a uh, crappy bad guy in The Boys and crappy bad guy in
0: Mandalorian? Like, can How he? Can he be a good you. guy? That's can gut. he just be a good guy some at some point? No, he's great. He's great in The Boys, and he's great in this. I like him in this. You no, know, it sucks. <laughs> Fresca sucks. All right. So does the dark saber. I
1: don't really care about that thing yet. Terrible drink. Yeah. So
0: um, I think the dark saber is going to be important because it's it's important to Mandalorians. That's really about it. Even Darth Maul had it for a bit too but he was just chilling out on Mandalore for a while at least in the uh, in Rebels and Clone Wars but yeah I think it's probably going to be important I do like that aspect not so much like the Darksaber but I do like Moth Gideon's character where he's just the last like Admiral the last general of the Empire and he's you know even in this episode where he's saying you know long live the Empire and he convinced what's his name Bosch from Amazon Prime yeah, you know to, to this is to, this we got you know, Bosch. kamikaze you got, yeah you
1: got uh, Giancarlo Esposito cheating on Amazon with Disney Plus and now you have Bosch the the most amazing amazon show of all time that nobody's ever seen because not very good all of a sudden showing up on disney Plus plus t- <laughs> two that's just freaking weird man <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh uh another thing before i forget we're actually at the uh end of episode one you do see boba fett you see the actor of boba fett he's yeah there at the that's very the guy end. from yeah. the
1: prequels is that who that was
0: yeah okay. yeah that's the guy from Makes the prequels sense. yeah so where you do see Boba Fett there. So I'm curious what they're going to do with him, if he's going to come back at all in the Mandalorian or he, like you said, he's just going to get his spinoff show if that's ever going to get off. Yeah, the ground. we know this so.
1: we, if it gets off the ground is a good question, right? Because, you know, the Obi-Wan show has been up and down also. But I think that, you know, do we care about Boba Fett enough that we want a whole spinoff show of that? And how did he lose his armor? How does he get out the Sarlacc pit? All this other stuff. Yeah, those are questions that we care about, but I'm not sure, you know, the one thing you'd want to really be careful here with Star Wars, and I would urge Favreau and Disney Plus to just to heed this warning: do not oversaturate. Because if you oversaturate, you're you're in jeopardy of maybe destroying the whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something like they're kind of paying attention to because of just how like you know how everybody felt at the end of the last trilogy, right? And you know, not I think great. Too, yeah, not great. <laughs> and I think too, if they were to wipe the last trilogy from canon, I kind of would be fine with it. You know, like it's nothing that uh, I would I don't ever know really if they miss. Get away so. with that.
1: Yeah, it's still made nearly a billion dollars. It's hard to see them basically getting away with something like that.
0: Yeah, so but I would I wouldn't mind or even if they just like, you know, they took pieces out, right? You keep the good pieces in and the bad pieces you just never mention again or you just completely cut out, you know. Well, like that whole is, the question dagger. Would be
1: how much how much of the Jedi do we still care about? Are all the spin-offs going to be basically the the mythos of Mandalore and Mandalorians with Boba Fett and the Mandalorian here or is Obi-Wan going to sort of reign it back to Jedi's and that sort of thing? Do we care about Knights of the Old Republic and stuff like that. Is Star Wars basically the central characters, the Jedis, or is it all the side characters? It's a good question.
0: You know, I definitely like the side characters a little bit more. Like as far as like with Kanan, you know, your Jedi's who were you know lost Jedi's who tried to survive the rebellion or who tried to survive just the rise of the Empire. And it's interesting too, like where you kind of get the question like, okay, Ahsoka Tano's kind of been in hiding this whole entire time, and of course I'm sure it's just you know from continuity error where it's like, why does she never seek out Luke Skywalker? You know, right? But that's maybe we'll get that we, answer we would in the all Mandalorian. Ask that question.
1: Yeah. It's totally relevant, right? But like you said, that's a great point. Like she has basically uh, disavowed the Jedi. And what does a character like that look like on
0: the big screen? You know, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, so, but I'm definitely excited and curious to see where this is going to go.
1: Um, uh, real quick, Tyler, I just want to let you know the the numbers on season two are very good. 91% critic, 88% audience. And although the numbers haven't cleared yet because it just came out, everybody is raving about episode three. And I think I'm with them. Like I said, I wasn't totally in love with all of season one. It got a little Star Trekky for me at times. And I didn't love that Peyton Reed episode two of this year. Although maybe I need to go back and watch it like you said. Um, I think episode three was maybe the best episode of The Mandalorian, and it definitely sort of wheeled me back in, and I'm definitely looking forward to uh, to what what else is going on here in season two. And Bryce Dallas Howard shouts because she maybe is the best director of, uh, or at least the best she directed the best episodes of this particular series. And so shouts to her, you know that's that's pretty impressive, especially yeah, no, after making such great. crappy Jurassic Park movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh yeah, that is her. That's her. Yeah,
1: that's and Ron Howard uh, tried to come in and save Solo, and that didn't work out either. So shouts. Yeah.
0: Bryce, she is now the main Howard. She is now Alpha oh, wait, Bryce, Howard, redhead.
1: So. She would have been a great bo katan, also. By the way,
0: yeah, you know what? She would have done a good job. You just give it a little bit of a cut and everything, kind of yeah. give it that weird kind of fan bowl look, and you know, yeah, like, a little soul good glow in
1: there to kind of push it down and get it in that right shape. That's not bad.
0: Yeah, but you know, episode three has by far been my favorite. At least, uh, probably, maybe the whole series. I'm not too sure about that. I'd have to rewatch season one. But at least for this season so far, it's definitely my favorite, and it's kind of hooked me in a little bit more. Can we
1: get Mando a new ship? Is that is that too much to ask?
0: I I mean, I think he's going to get an upgrade. This season, he's for sure going to get an upgrade. He's going to steal someone's ship. Okay. Even, without a doubt. So. <laughs> all right. So uh, quick, quick shouts
1: gonna... to Ludwig Gorasan because I really like the music and all these episodes. He did Black Panther. He did Creed. He's done some other stuff. Music on, music on community. Um, the music is now I really think of that music with the Mandalorian is synonymous with Star Wars. And that's hard to do when you've got John Williams in your rearview mirror there.
0: Yeah, you, know you raise a good point. So uh, we're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment. Uh, recommendations. Is there anything you caught over the week or the weekend that you want to recommend or don't want to recommend?
1: Not too, too much. I don't think I like the HBO show The Undoing, although Hugh Grant is very good on it. Um, I am enjoying this season of SNL. I think it's in rare form with complicated uh, United States uh, political uh, going on. I think they do a pretty good job of drawing a line. Dave Chappelle was excellent on the last episode I saw. And then there is a comedy, uh, it's called The Comedy Store. It's a docu-series. You know, I love my documentaries on Showtime, East to West, when Nick and Rob had mentioned it before. Um, And it's about the comedy store and how these comedians got their start. I think that it's, a fascinating series. I'm like two episodes in. I think it's five or six total episodes. Really good and entertaining watch. Easy, easy to watch on a Sunday night.
0: Yeah. So I uh, finished Lovecraft Country, and you like it?
1: it won nope. you over? <laughs> <laughs>
0: I did, uh, <laughs> did you Did you finish all of it? Or? I did,
1: of course. Yeah, I oh, watched it week to man. week. Man,
0: that last episode. What, in my opinion, what a mess.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like I I think it it's was, a beautiful
0: mess. I like I said,
1: it's I, not the Watchmen. It's certainly not the boys. I don't think it's like the greatest thing HBO has ever done, but I'm gonna watch the next season when it comes out. I still well, I, I can't I don't take my there, eyes off it. Is there gonna be a next season? I didn't think there I was gonna know. be a next I'm season. Not sure, yeah. I, know.
0: I hope there's not because I watched I was lukewarm at it like starting first. And there's there were a couple episodes I actually really liked that actually brought me into it, but there were some other ones too, were especially with this last episode where it's just like there the hip, was the
1: Hippolyta episode won you over? No. <laughs> Look, it's so, better than His Dark Materials or whatever that series is. That's an expensive one too. And I don't, I don't, I never even finished that season. So at least oh, I stuck mean the, with the whole season there.
0: You mean the Golden Compass with Daniel whatever. Craig? And, yeah, uh,
1: thing,
0: yeah. <laughs> whatever that nonsense is. Yeah. with Oh man, with Lovecraft Country, it, it definitely did not win me over that last episode. It's such a just, there's a lot of holes. Not even like the music like,
1: choices and stuff. There's stuff in there that is at least interesting and ballsy that I give it credit for, even though ultimately it doesn't, you know, I would not go back and rewatch it.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot in there. But uh, I've been watching Fargo still as well. Um Fargo's getting better. So it? it was Chris Rock th- he's hanging in there. Yeah, he's hanging in there. I wouldn't say like, you know, and same thing with the season. I wouldn't say you have to like go out and watch it. I think this episode, or at least with the season four, it's better binge watchable. You know what I mean? Being able to just kind of blow through three or four episodes if you can, or watch one a day. I With the week to week, you kind of forget everything that happens because it's such a slow setup and such a slow startup. And especially with, you know, so many other things coming out right now, you, there's just so much TV to watch. And so there's a lot of choices. Um, yeah.
1: I miss my movies in yeah. the big screen. That's the missing piece of the puzzle. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of choices out there.
0: Yeah. So, but I think if you're not sure what to watch, it's still, I think worth it. Uh, I'll see how it goes. But this last episode, was actually probably the best one out of the entire you know season four um so i'm gonna keep on watching it because i'm already like eight episodes in i think it's gonna be 11 episodes so might as well you know stick it out to the end yeah i'm invested yeah so i may not like the ending but we'll see because the past couple shows that i've been watching like the ending has ruined it for me like lovecraft country i was lukewarm the ending ruined it and then same Ah, you didn't like uh, it anyway you didn't like yeah i didn't like yeah i was really gonna
1: do yeah, well, it, man, it, when it when the have... skin falls off of the lady, you're know thats so gross. Like, there is some good gross out stuff in Lovecraft Country. I thought that would alone no, be is. enough
0: to hold you in. No, that like there is some good stuff in there. Like, it looks nice, but it's just you yeah. know, there's it's, it, it's just there's there's a lot of holes. There's a lot of by the way, those Lovecraft books—they're fucking and,
1: messy too. That whole thing is nonsense. So yeah, you know,
0: yeah, no, it is, and and incredibly racist. So. Yes, very racist. <laughs> like no. to, yeah, to, yeah, incredibly <laughs> on on the but, racist but again, scale. HBO. 1960s, I don't want anybody. Else
1: handling racism, uh, nobody else handles racism as good as HBO. That's the bottom line there. They do it with this sort of wink, wink, and great music and super smart, educated sort of uh, stuff that makes it incredibly easy to digest. Uh, yeah, and that's not like easy that to right do there. with a message, you know?
0: I like that right there. HBO Max, we handle racism. That's beautiful.
1: <laughs> we do racism like nobody's business. <laughs>
0: You want some good racist stuff? Boy, did you come to the right spot. Like <laughs> <Sounds> funny. <laughs> um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get some emails for that one.
1: So. <laughs> talking flick oh, uh, at gmail.com.
0: <laughs> yeah, there you go. Talkingflick at gmail.com. Yeah, follow me at real so. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh anyways, where can we find you at, Nick?
1: You can always find me at realwatchability.com, top ten movies of the year, top ten movies at all time. Hit me up at Twitter at RealWatch and Taking the world by storm. Last episode, we paid homage to Sean Connery's career. East to West with Nick and Rob, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: And we're Talking Flick. You can always follow us on Twitter at flick underscore talking. And if you really like us, you can leave a rating review, whatever if podcast you're app.
1: Going to rate us. This is the way. <laughs>
0: This is the way on Apple or, you know, Spotify, five stars, please, or three and a half, you know, two, to use your best judgment. Two stars, two of those yeah, little weird we're...
1: egg things. Yeah. What's, <laughs> what's that? What's the name of his armor? Oh, armor? Besgar. 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 Besgar armor. Beskar. Yeah, Bestar Armor. Yeah, we'll take some of that too.
0: Yeah. So uh, we also have Patreon, can donate any amount of money and get access to other content. We'll have a link in the description for everybody's stuff. And that was Talking Flick, and we'll talk at you e next time.
1: I have spoken. <laughs> I miss Queel. We need some more quill.
0: I like that they had the uh, like the ATAT right, but it was yeah, it was like modified uh, to be it, an it treated the ship kind of or...
1: harsh though, right? It couldn't yeah, let it down it a little more gently.
0: Man, his ship has gotten wrecked too. <laughs> he's he's gonna need an upgrade. It's like, I, I like how he credits. almost
1: lands because it's a really good cinematography scene. Like it's good special effects, but then it just falls into water anyway.
0: Pretty sure you know what that is. Then good, it cut right think... to the
1: opening credits.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is good because you think like, oh, this is Mando. He's the Mandalorian. You know, he's gonna land this thing perfectly. Save it. <laughs> she
1: got a career ahead of her. She's got an eye. Yeah,
0: gonna save it At the last minute, just in the water. It's like, oh boy. (laughs) I'm
1: looking forward to more Mandalorian cult stuff. That's going to be exciting.
0: That's always going to be fun, right there. All right. That's the show.